1: You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. All right, we are coming to you. Oh, we don't have our mics on. What is happening? Oh,
0: shit.
1: Well, let's ask. Can you guys hear us Okay.
0: Do we need mics?
1: If we need mics, we will get mics. But we're pretty close. We're in a nice, quiet. So, Michael, um, Cindy, Cindy! In fact, do Cindy. Mics? Do we need mics? mics? Or are we good? Because we completely <laughs> failed and totally forgot to set up the mics. Uh, we can hear you. Oh, all right, perfect. Horribly. That that is amazing. Terrible. Uh, so, the Philippines shouting out. Uh, that is a sick bit. Vid- oh yes, it's all about Christmas. Oh, I find on. your lack of cheer say? disturbing. It
0: says, "I find your lack of cheer disturbing." Yeah, buddy.
1: This is my favorite favorite Christmas sweater, so. And
0: I just had to wear this hat very quickly to tell people at home. So this is our 10 years that we've been coming to New York. Correct. Um, I always had a dream. I wanted to be in New York at Christmas time with you and you surprised me ten years ago um, And we stayed at a place called the pod that literally had to like shimmy around the bed because it was like such a small room And just ten years later We've tried to keep the tradition which we find important and this is our time to reconnect So every year we go and see Santa at Macy's so as you guys can see I have all the pins from when we've seen Santa Yes. And this but is, why do you only
1: have eight if you've been coming for six I know, this is so we missed. Year. we
0: missed one year. We missed one do year. Do you
1: remember why?
0: You worked. Well, that's, yeah, it was awareness technologies. Okay. But this hat specifically, so that must have been then, like, the I second got, year or something. <laughs> I still want to tell this story. So this I got the believe yeah, because yeah. it's from Macy's and he hates the hat. So every year we have a whole debate on whether he has he can change the hat or not. And the answer is no. I was going to say, that's actually tradition. not true.
1: I have so given up at this point. It's like I desperately want to replace her uh, engagement ring pants. as well. Wow, we're really doing like a full yeah, like, fashion okay. segment here. So
0: let's get into relationship theory. What's it. up, guys? <clears throat> all right, so we've got a first Would You Rather. Okay, we nice. I want you guys to join in at home. So please join in when I... Um, shout out the would you rather. Mm-hmm. Don't you cheat and look.
1: Uh, the funny thing is, I was just looking at Michelle's note. I didn't see the would you rather. <laughs> Alright, so fire away. Would Alright guys,
0: we so want you to answer with us. And my hair is like all everywhere now. Okay. If you could only be visited by Christmas past, Christmas present, or Christmas future, what would you choose and why?
1: Wow. Okay. So for me, um, very easy. Christmas future. And the reason is, in the movie, that obviously is, or the book, which by the way, we were gonna read that this year in Audible. Yeah. We should do that, that'd be a lot of fun. Um, in the movie, that's where the lesson is learned, right? So the past is only setting the context. I'm very aware of my past, so like, that's not very useful. Um, hmm. Present is really just about like, are you, are you self-aware? And I feel like I'm self-aware-ish. Um, I'm certainly always eager for feedback from the outside just to make sure that I'm not completely delusional Mm -hmm. on that. But the Christmas future is like you get an answer as to the way you're doing things now you're doing predicated on how it makes you feel in the moment and where you think it leads you in the future. So to be able to get a real answer about how I am now, where that plays out in the future would be amazing, plus it's the only thing that's like legit time machine-y. It's like you lived the past, so you have some semblance even if it isn't completely accurate, but you've already been there. The future to me is the one thing that is completely like that would be magical.
0: It's interesting because my answer is exactly for the same reason, or the same reason, but I, I was debating present or future because, for that reason, right? Because like, I kind of want to know what people actually think of me now and how I'm actually affecting people now, because then if I could literally be that fly on the wall, um, I could change it. But it's the same thing, I guess, with the future, but I guess, yeah. So, future. No, <laughs> <laughs> we'll future.
1: I fear I may have swayed you there. Yeah. Alright, so, but I hope you guys are dropping your answers in. I I am very curious to see the results of this one. Which, by the way, we always do the results the following week, so I'm hoping that we've got some uh, results here from last week. But um, that's that's part of the fun for me, is seeing what everybody else says, and going back and reading the comments, and seeing what other people are answering. Yeah, so a- it'll be fun to see. So um, one, do put in just which you prefer, but if you also want to type out a little bit, telling us why that would be amazing.
0: Yeah.
1: So let us know. Yeah,
0: all right. All right. So we've got the first quick kickoff question, guys. If, um, if you've got any questions, put them below. It doesn't have to be holiday related, just general Truth. relationship. Truth. Um, so, yeah. i see
1: nicole Elias, student
0: what's up nicole what's up home girl? um okay so kickoff question um i believe this comes from last week but i'm not entirely sure okay. um how do i stay present and strong with that without in the midst of my girlfriend's turbulent emotional swings
1: i think there's a typo in there
0: yeah
1: without getting caught up
0: maybe i find myself getting annoyed and impatient mm. but i want to be able to be there for her that's yeah. from um, Brenton Jameson
1: Levy. Levi, maybe. Um, so this is this, this is the magic. Like when I talk about mind control, I'm talking about exactly that. Like how are you able to stay um, completely centered, not let your emotions run away with you, which is something that historically I was really bad at. And so this is something that I put a ton of time and energy into actually getting good at and. Um, trying to get to the point I'm definitely not 100% but I try to get to the point where while I may have the emotional reaction internally that I'm able to stop it before it even reaches my face and so using the emotion as a trigger, as a habit loop trigger to remind yourself of what you're trying to do with your emotions, to remember that just because you have an emotion doesn't mean that you have to express it or give in to it. And I find that emotions when they kick up, like you can feed into them. There's actually a psychological principle, forget the name of it, but when you have a big emotion, some part of your brain has to justify that emotion. So you go, let's say you get really wound up and bent out of shape then some part of your brain is going, wow, that really was intense, Like, and tries to justify or at least make sense of why you reacted as big as you reacted. So e- even allowing yourself the grand reaction, you're codifying that in your mind as something worthy of that grand reaction, which means you're more likely to react massively in the future, which is why emotions tend to like get bigger and bigger over time unless people are really stopping and breaking it down. So that's part of why, and we've talked a lot about this, that's part of why I try not to let my emotions escalate, because I know that part of my brain will kick in and say, wow, what you went through was really dramatic. Mm -hmm. So, whereas if you can calm yourself, then your brain goes, well, I guess it wasn't that big of a deal anyway, and now you're just at a more equilibrium. So if your significant other is really ratcheting up, knowing that if you can keep yourself calm, first of all, you're gonna help that person get back to a state of calm, Second, your own brain is gonna go, oh, I guess that wasn't that big of a deal, like we made it through, like we got to equilibrium again, it wasn't like some massive um, problem. Um, so, and then just by practicing it, you're getting better and better and better. So that, that is more the, the why necessarily than the what, so let me try to give you, or the how, let me try to really give you the how. So it it is definitely practice. It starts with self-awareness, recognizing that you're having the emotion. Once you recognize that you're having the emotion, then doing something about it. And for me, the big thing about doing something about it was just understanding the brain, understanding the mechanisms that are at play. And so once I understood that these are mechanistic, that then I could unwind it. So think about a car. If you know that when you turn the steering wheel to the right, the car goes to the right. When you turn the steering wheel to the left, the car goes to the left. Like suddenly now, it's like there's, it's not right or wrong, it just is. That's the mechanistic realities of driving a car. So now, if my emotions are ratcheting up, what are the ways that I can de-escalate? Diaphragm breathing is a big one. Um, saying something in your head like, this too shall pass or just because I feel this emotion doesn't mean that I have to give in. Like these are the things that I actually say in my head or I love this person. I want to see them happy. I understand sort of what's going on mechanistically again in their mind. So like how can I mechanistically help them down? And it isn't by going, hey baby, you're freaking out. Diaphragm breathe, right? That's not going to work. So Um, and then thinking of it like practice. That is maybe one of my biggest things is reminding myself in those moments to think of it as practice that's really important for me.
0: And here's what's tricky in all of that because we know each other so well even a micro expression yeah. and I don't know if you find this Brenton but a micro expression of him getting annoyed when I'm in the midst of this emotional turmoil or whatever I'm going through it actually like gets me more upset right so because it's you'll be like or you may not even I'm do anything. I'm a little, it, little you, more hey, subtle, yeah, little that, little more but, subtle yes. but you may do something that I can tell you're getting a little frustrated, yeah. but it's because I know you so well. Yes. So he hasn't said anything bad. He hasn't done anything bad, but I can sense it. And so even that, like, I'm just like, well, what's wrong? And you're like, but I didn't say anything. I'm like, but I can tell something's bothering you. Like, what, why are you annoyed? And you be like, but I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything. And then that can become something. Mm. Um... And so part of what I try to do is go, okay, I can tell he's trying to calm himself right now. And then for me, I go, why is he trying to calm himself? Okay, am I acting a little irrational? So it actually sometimes helps me reflect. um,
1: And it may not even be irrational. It may just be like emotional. And I mean that objectively, like you have a strong emotion. That's true. And strong emotions tend to then Create strong emotions in the other person, and that's where this like ratchets out of control. And understanding that is pretty important. Understanding how, especially someone that you're in a long-term relationship with, where there's like this—I um, don't know if I'm using this word right—but simpatico, right? Where and and that this is me stretching from a vocabulary perspective. So if somebody knows the word and I'm using it wrong, I apologize. But like, there's this um, connection between the two of you, and you get in this weird feedback loop which is precisely, and here's where we as a couple are, are dangerous and so take us with a grain of salt, but we really believe in, in being um, independently codependent. So what I mean by that is I fully recognize that her emotional state wildly influences mine. But I also realized that that's part of why we're so intensely connected and that it's worked over the long run, is that we work more and more to bring our lives together so that we are like feeding off of each other, but we put massive amounts of pressure on us as a couple to make sure that what we're feeding into is positivity. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's worked really well, but then there are definitely times where if you just had a camera on us 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, you'd be like, ah, I see, like now a negative emotion has gotten in, and it, it's like for a minute it will flare up, but we're quite good at then deescalating very rapidly. But there's no question that if something comes in mm-hmm. and a negative emotion manages to get in, it gets really fast like in that feedback right. loop of like we're feeding right. off of each other and like the emotions are <laughs> ratcheting up. But like when I think back to like our first year of marriage, that might last for eight hours. I mean, it was crazy, and that's where that, anybody that's been following us for a long time knows I wrote myself a letter, and the letter was basically all the mechanisms to get out of a bad mood, because it would just, like, we'd get into that negative energy feedback loop, and it would just stay, it was so crazy. And it just, I remember thinking, I've never once spent eight hours being annoyed and frustrated and all worked up about something and thought, wow, that was time well spent. Not once, never ever, so I was like, let's just get really good at Maybe we're, we're not perfect at stopping the negativity from coming in, but we can get really efficient at getting rid of it. And that, I, I will say, we've gotten very good at. Yeah.
0: But that's, it's like anything. It's like training in the gym, right? You've got to be consistent. You've got to do it time and time and time again. And then learn, like, when you're not doing something right, adjust. Um, practice, practice, practice. You may be terrible at it first, but as long as you both, as a couple, really believe that it's going to help, then stick with it, keep going, communicate. Church. Alright, so next question. Do you guys have any questions at home, by the way? Drop it in the comments below. Um, okay, this is from Daniel Breeze. Our boy. My girlfriend's dog got a tick and she took him to the vet to get some blood work done in case it might be something serious. She's worried and the results won't come back until tomorrow. I want to help her feel better by telling her it'll be fine and there's no point to worry now before we know anything. It clearly didn't help. How can I help her stop worrying or empathize better when she's uh, with what she's going through. All right. So the first thing I'm going to say is watch the impact theory episode of Vanessa van Edwards. That woman is amazing. Read the book captivate. And the reason why I'm saying that is because you start to understand your personality traits and we did the test. We actually did it within the company and we all did the test on what is our methods of communication, right? And what is our words of appreciation and things like that. And so we had discovered and she basically broke you down into categories and me. And I'm high conscientiousness, so I'm the worrier. I'm the- Well,
1: that's high neurotic. Conscientiousness is you think through things really thoroughly. Okay. Neuroticism is you worry about it.
0: Yeah, that's me as well. So I'm both. And so I worry about things and I, you know, try to plan, detail, detail, detail. And they say, well, you're low neuroticism. When you're together and you've got these two personality traits, the worst thing you can do for somebody like you to say to somebody like me is don't worry because I don't hear you. So even if you're trying to say, like, you're trying to bring me down, you're trying to do it with care and empathy and sweetness, and you're like, baby, don't worry, I love you. Because of my personality trait, telling me not to worry doesn't actually achieve it. It actually makes my anxiety worse.
1: Can we, like, make this a real thing? Because yeah, I'd love to do learn it. from you Go right on. now. Okay, so recent literally we pushed this trip back a day because oh, the fires in LA yeah. were were very close to our house. Now very
0: close is in we need to pack our stuff. Yeah, so
1: literally little. right now our most valuable things were in piles by doors so that we could load them up into the car if the fires got any mm-hmm. closer. So that that's how real it was. Um, and it almost didn't it didn't spike my anxiety, it didn't make me worry like I'm not a panicker, so I don't worry about stuff like that. It doesn't freak me out. I go immediately to Mm action-oriented. Get your valuable things, put them in piles by the door. Think about, like, I was like, go out and start your car, and you're like, start the car. And I was like, we need, because we don't drive very often, so we, A, work from home, and B, take Uber everywhere. Um, So I was like, I want to make sure the cars actually start, because if we need to jump them or whatever. So anyway, that immediately my mind goes to that. And so I'm telling you, like, don't worry. Like, here are the things that we need to do. And you said, basically, where you were going with the story, which is don't tell somebody who's oh, a high that's conscientiousness, that's high in neuroticism not to worry. That doesn't help. Right. So And so now I really want to learn from you because we actually didn't follow up this discussion. I realized, okay, you were really having a hard time with how close the fire was. And I thought, I actually don't know what to do to help you. So to help you. I know what to do in this situation, which is get your valuable shit, put it in piles by the door, be ready to go if we need to go, try the cars. And so that's, I just immediately started doing that stuff. But I I thought, I don't know how to help her right now. Hmm. It's
0: funny because I actually thought I was very clear on how to help me. So this is very interesting, guys. You guys are like therapy for us too. So for me, when I heard about the fires, I'm not a crier, right? At all. At all. I, I cry maybe twice a year. I completely fell apart. Broke down in tears in the middle of the gym because for me, it was just like everything we've been fighting for like everything We've worked towards our entire lives like poof in flames And so my heart literally just like in that instant like I just lost it and I just broke down And so I think that's one thing you don't necessarily know how to handle me when I'm in tears because I'm not necessarily I don't often do it and so we've never we haven't really had that dynamic a lot I don't know but so you're, he goes into fix-it mode, so he's like, okay, um, pack the car, do this, do that, and I'm just like, well, but, but like, what do you mean cars? Like, I'm gonna come with you, and he's like, no, no, we have to
1: pack That's both. I forgot about that.
0: <laughs> See, he forgets, and this is burnt into my soul now, so the difference between the two.
1: That was so surreal to me in that moment, by the way. Burned into my soul.
0: So he was like, what what do you mean? Like, of course, we're going to try and take as much stuff out as possible. So we have to pack the car. So you're going to take your car. I'm going to take mine. And I was so heartbroken and horrified. I was like, you're going to fucking let me drive my own car by myself in the fire? Like, and of course, I'm envisioning like flames. Right. She's imagining
1: us escaping a house that is already on fire. And I'm thinking, we're going to leave. So my strategy was there were three zones. So the first one was in mandatory evacuation. The second one was basically high alert, but not even suggested. I forget what they call it. Voluntary Mm -hmm. um, evacuation. Not even that. Just like, hey, you should probably pay attention. And then we were the third zone. So I was like, if it clicks over and they go into mandatory evacuations in the second zone, we'll pack and just leave. So that we're... We may never get evacuated. So that was my thinking. This will be a calm and orderly exit.
0: So he goes into actually what makes sense. So now thinking about it, I get it. Um, And so Daniel, for you, you're thinking, look, there's nothing to panic about. Wait until tomorrow. Like, what are you worrying about? There's nothing we can do. We've done everything we possibly can. You're trying to calm her by thinking of all the logistics and the actual actions to take. Now, the problem is, at least for me, I can't speak for your girlfriend, but for me, it's an emotional situation. And I yes, I need someone who's got their head on straight, so I'm glad that you're thinking about the actual things. Like, I wouldn't have even thought about starting the car. I would have gone to the car, started in like, oh crap, it's not working, what do I do do call Uber? Like, that would have been my panic Mm mode because I don't do well in panic situations. And so in that moment where you're just thinking logistically, I'm literally thinking, all I care about in this entire world is you and my puppies. That is it. So while you're trying to think about all the stuff we can cram in the car to save, I'm thinking flames are about to be burning, I'm running from the house, I'm jumping in the car and now I'm in the car by myself. And you're like, yeah, make sure you get all the stuff in. Like, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? So that's how I interpreted what he was saying. Because I was so emotional and I don't often get to that level... I Wasn't thinking straight, but that's when I turned and I literally I just turned around I was like this is one of those moments where you have to be so honest because there's no time to guess There's no time for him to guess what I'm thinking guess what I'm feeling I just have to be honest and so I turned to you in a very stern way I was like I don't fucking give a shit about our stuff. I'm coming in the car with you, please I just need to feel like you're gonna uh, What was the word I used?
1: I don't remember the words you used, but it was basically like, "Don't leave me like alone in this me. terrifying time."
0: Yeah, and I and I knew I absolutely knew using the words "protect me" would get to you because I needed you to him what I was feeling in that like immediate mo- moment. So even if you thought it was out there, erratic, crazy, I need you to tell how I was feeling because that's another thing. Is and did
1: that help? Yeah, because I really want to give him advice on what he can do to be useful. So
0: I felt like it helped because immediately you said, "Okay." And I saw a little bit of the crazy your eye where you're like, I think she's a little crazy. Like, I'm not think, saying like, I'm going to abandon her. But I just needed to hear that this was so important to me.
1: So what could he ask her, do for Like, she's worried yeah. about her dog. Okay, They're so, not going to get the test results.
0: So this is another, yeah. I would say, what do you need from me right now? Do you but need... But you
1: know that's frustrating. If I had asked you, what do you need? You'd no. look at me with, like, incredulity, like, if that's word.
0: Huh, okay, interesting.
1: Right, you'd be incredulous that I didn't know. No,
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't, not at all.
1: You were incredulous with me that I was going to leave you to drive by yourself. Yeah, but you didn't
0: ask me how (laughs) I was feeling about it. I think I did then ask you.
1: Like, what, how can I? You didn't. (laughs)
0: I'll
1: I'll believe her. She has a way better memory when it comes to this stuff. So fair enough. I'll totally agree with So here's what
0: I would say is I want to be there for you. I love you so much. I can tell this is a difficult time. What is it that I can do to really make you feel like you're supported? Because. Like you're
1: supported. That's important. You're supported. Because the words I would go to use is to make you feel better.
0: Supported. Yeah, much better. Because for her, she doesn't. Like, you may not be able to ever calm her down over these next 24 hours, right? Anything you say may not actually work. Like, she's still gonna worry and be on edge, so what she needs from you is not to persuade her otherwise, it's to feel like you're in it as a team, because that's one thing that I feel, is that even if I'm feeling um, emotional, and I can actually tell myself, um, I've tried to train myself over the years, like, okay, Lisa, I realize you're being emotional right now, because that's what I actually did with the fire, like, I realize I'm being emotional right now but I'm not going to apologize for being emotional. I need to own it and I need to tell you exactly what I'm looking for. And that's why I just blurted out, we're going in one car because that's what I needed. I just needed to know that you weren't going to, and this is going to sound dramatic, but at the moment where I'm feeling that emotion that my entire life is about to set a fire, I was like, you're not going to abandon me. And I know that's dramatic, and I know you'd never abandon me, but I had to use words to get you to hear how I was feeling. And so, in that instance, when I said those words, you immediately were like, whatever you need. Even if you thought, okay, she's being emotional. So, yeah, that's what I would do in that response, in that, you know, um, situation. Daniel just reach out and say, baby, I love you. I know you're going through a tough time. I'm not here to persuade you in any way, shape or form. I just want to be here to support you. So what is that? Can I go get you ice cream? Can I rub your feet, can I run you a bath, can I give you a cuddle? Because that's what's gonna be important because after everything that's happened, even if like, the poor dog is okay or not, she's gonna remember how she felt and um, how she felt towards you and what emotion you gave her in those moments. Perfect. So. Word. That's the feedback
1: I have. No, that's great and very helpful, especially since we just went through something like that. Yeah,
0: it's actually true. Um, all right, guys, so dropping um, any questions you have, and we're answering them live. Next question. What do you, what's the matter?
1: I went to high school with a woman named Jessica Bunton, and so now I am immeasurably curious as to whether that is the same Jessica Bunton hmm. that I Jessica? see Jessica? Is, is that the, the same feed. Jessica? Yes, all right. I'm very curious.
0: Next question, from Christopher Johnson. What are some resources you read or used to better understand those emotional mechanisms in the brain?
1: Say that one more time. What did I? What are
0: some resources you've read? read? Um, you okay, so emotions?
1: one, go to impacttheory.com right now. I have a reading list there, and there's probably three or four books about rationality, the brain. Um, but the the big people for me were David Eagleman and his book um, Incognito, amazing, amazing book. And that is Jessica Bunn, That's crazy. What is up, homegirl? Um, pure insanity, by the way. <laughs> it's a, Yeah, I I love social media for this reason. Um, So Incognito's amazing. Uh, V.S. Ramachandran, everything he's ever written, but Phantoms in the Brain, I would say, is the right place to start. Um, Even watching David Eagleman's series on PBS called The Brain is absolutely fantastic. If you read Phantoms in the Brain, Incognito, um, and maybe throw in some Dan Ariely's... uh, the Upside of Irrationality, and he's got another one, which is actually on the. I think I bumped the Upside of Irrationality, um, but I forget the title of the first one. But anyway, it's on the list. Dan Ariely, fantastic, fantastic stuff. You take those together, and you'd have an amazing baseline.
0: And my one is um, The Female Brain. I how that coming. I'm a bit yeah. obsessed with that book. It's a
1: great book. Men it's and true. women alike oh, should God, be it. it's
0: so true. It's about the female brain, but it really allowed me to understand why you do the things that you do, mm. and why like I sometimes just don't get it, or why I'm like, talk to me, and you don't necessarily talk as much as I do, and I waffle on, and the, the small things that actually allow me to understand the bigger concepts, or the bigger ideas and differences between men and women, so yeah.
1: tools, Shopify is your all-in-one platform to quickly and efficiently take your business to the next level. I love everything about Shopify because it makes it so easy to start run, and grow a business. Shopify powers more than 10% of all U.S. e-commerce because businesses that want to grow quickly use Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com impact, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com impact right now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com impact. has it and with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, of these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Mm, great,
0: the female book. Brain. great, great, great. Um, all right, next question. This one's from Matt wyman While it's true that we have Proclivity, proclivity, thank you, to a certain way of proceeding, I Processing. you want to read the
1: question? No. <laughs> Actually, I really No, don't, I'm missing it up. Um, while it's true that we have a proclivity to a certain way of processing, i.e. neuroticism, how do you distinguish between that and something to be fixed? For example, is there a time to drop into teaching and showing the person that their way of processing is a problem? Oh, <laughs> Matt. Uh, you and I would get along really well, and we'd also both be single if we proceed like that so the answer is absolutely not unless the person is asking you for that now hopefully you can get to the point in your relationship where they really do want that like sincerely in the moment where i was saying like help me um, in answering that earlier question i really wanted to learn from her what i should do in situations like that and i really do want to learn even this morning as we were getting ready for this i was saying to her like Please know I really want external feedback. Like even when it's bad, I just want to know. And this is something that we're, because so read Ray Dalio's principles, getting to the truth of who you are is so important. Now why is it important? It's important because it's empowering. Once you understand the areas where you are weak, once you see that, then you can get better. So um, Ryan Holiday's coming on the show on Tuesday, right? So we get back really late Monday night. So I'm having to do the research while we're here. And he's way into stoic philosophy. And there was a great quote, which I will definitely ask him about. It's not his, but it's from Stoic philosophy, which is, you can't learn what you think you already know. And so if you think you know something, or you don't even know that you don't know, uh, which brings up another quote of Ryan Holiday quoting somebody else. I think the guy's name is John Wheeler. He said, as the island of our knowledge grows, so does the shore of our ignorance. I love that. So it's like it's so critical to figure out the things you don't know. So if your significant other can get to that place where they actually want to know, that'd be amazing, super powerful. And then like you can say, Hey, this is what's worked for me or this is how I see it. Um, but especially in an emotionally charged situation, don't ever try to teach. So when the the fire was going, so I have an obsession with efficiency. Like that just means everything to me. And I will say that all the success that I've had in the world is because i I forced myself to get obsessed with being efficient. And her reaction in my worldview it just wasn't efficient, it didn't make any sense. But I also live by a code. And part of my code is that my wife is my highest priority because it's the most important relationship in my life, And that I get a deeper sense of fulfillment out of this relationship than I get out of anything I've ever done in business or certainly money or material success. So it's like the things that I wanted to protect, while incredibly meaningful, and it just made sense to me because we have plenty of time. If we don't panic and get emotional and go do all that, we can do everything. But what she needed to know in that moment was I need a proof point positive that I really am your highest priority. So I don't want to be in a car by myself. So it was very easy for me to go, okay, well, at the end of this, moment in time, what do I want? Do I want her to say, oh, he saved all of the camera gear from the fire? Uh, or the we will save the camera. gear? I want to be abundantly clear that nothing in my reaction changed what I planned to do. Wow. In that moment, you needed to know that you were my priority and that I would protect you. So it's like, okay, if we found ourselves in a situation, and just for the record, like to really paint the picture, in that moment, you were like, don't leave the house. I had a speaking engagement that day. She's like, absolutely fucking not. You're not going to speak. No, no, no. Let me play out the whole day. So she's like, absolutely, you're not going to that speaking engagement. 100%. And we're not going to New York and we're leaving in the same car, right? Those were the mandates. And I just said, absolutely. I totally understand. And I sat with you in the gym and I just chilled. Because I wasn't even stopping my workout. So then I just sat with you and I chilled and I totally understood what you needed in that moment and you needed to know proof positive that you really were my highest priority. And by the way, if an ember had come and lit the house on fire, then yeah, cool. We'll leave in the same car, I totally get what your fears are. But I I believed that as the day progressed, she would see we're not in imminent danger, meaning that like you have to move fast and rapidly. We're on high alert and we need to plan ahead. So. But she needed to know that and I needed to know myself, if this really does turn into an emergency situation where we have to move quickly, we need to be in the same car, I was totally committed to that. We need to take things that are emotionally important first, not financially important, I was totally committed to that. Like these were all things that, were, that just made all the sense in the world. But then as the situation calmed down, you were like, go, go to the speaking engagement because we had laid out the plan by then. But I waited until you really felt like that you were my number one priority, that I would, if you needed to be in the same car with me, that was absolutely gonna happen, Um, that I would cancel the speaking gig if it was needed, and then once you knew I would do that, once you could see the situation was more into control than um, maybe at first you felt, then it was like, okay, and she said, go do the speaking engagement, which I did.
0: Yeah, it's actually interesting the fact that you, because you're willing to do that, it allows me to go, oh, okay. Now that I can emotionally feel secure, Am I actually being reasonable? And then I was like, okay, look, the worst is going to worst. The worst comes to the worst. You're in a speaking gig. Um, I'm going to grab the babies and I'm going to bail. Like, but knowing that you were willing to do that actually allowed me to then lower my emotional. Um, what would you call
1: it? Yeah, just your emotional state. You yeah. you bring it down, you get more clear. I mean, blood is literally going to different regions of your brain in those moments.
0: And I also make it, it's very important, like I don't often make massive demands of you like that. Mm. Like I very rarely am like, no, this, this is how it has to be. Um, we've obviously established a dynamic where it's like you're the leader of the family, you're my alpha male, I love that, you make final decisions. But when I feel super strongly about something, I'm not afraid to say. It. And you absolutely reciprocate with whatever you need, baby. Yeah,
1: and so let's be abundantly clear about that, because this this is one of those where you're so generous with, like, you're the leader and all that, and that is meaningful to me. And you know that, and I love hearing yay. But at the same time, like, I want people to understand your tenacity. How you'll you don't like wait until you feel really strongly to speak up. You speak up every fucking way in between. So like, (laughs) let us not like (laughs) tell lies here. But how often
0: do I put my foot down? No, 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 you are amazing with that. I don't often put my foot down.
1: A and B, we both (laughs) have gotten to the point, for sure and rightly so, and that's why I belabor this point every time you bring that up. I want people to understand like, you have strong opinions, you have weak opinions, and you'll say them all, but you really go, who's better at what, at this thing, right? So I've proven over time, strategic thinking is where I shine. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to strategic thinking, once you've really pushed your ideas and really made sure that I believe in mine, then you'll be like, okay, I'm going to follow you here. Much like earlier in the episode when I said you were saying I didn't say whatever I thought I said. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to trust you. Even though like I feel like I did say that, I know better. And it's just played out over time over time where the odds are. The odds, like maybe you're wrong about this, but the odds are that you're right. And so I'm going to play the odds. And so you start recognizing over time what the other person is good at, what you're not good at, which is so, so, so important. Mm -hmm. And some of the biggest problems in our relationship in the beginning were that I wasn't recognizing what I wasn't good at and i wanted to be good at everything and so and i thought you wanted me to be good at everything and that created a lot of problems so anyway i i know that's totally tangential to the question that was actually asked but i think that's really really important that while we have an alpha beta relationship we consider those roles not value judgments oh, being 100%. the alpha does not make me better it's just mm-hmm. i have proven over time that strategic mm-hmm. thinking is where I shine. Yeah. You have proven over time that you think through things ahead of time. Yeah. So even though it's ironic, I think people will hear like, wait, how can the guy who doesn't think through things over time be better at strategic thinking? I won't waste our time here. Just trust that mm-hmm. actually is true. Um, and But you're like, so something like today, where should we do this versus that? I'm like, don't ask me, Like this is where you shine. Like really knowing sort of how all those little pieces are gonna fit together, what order we should do things in, all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, so anyway, the initial question about teaching, don't teach unless the person is really asking you for that, I think you have to earn that over time, and then I think that you have to only offer your teaching at things where you really are the person that's better, so.
0: What?
1: This is great, you're All the right. first two I have seen, take, and then I have no idea what
0: the rest yeah. is, but. Um, be eager to read that all right. right. So, would you rather segment? I love these. Would you rather?s I think Michelle, um, who creates these, is having a ton of fun doing these. Um, but guys, if you have any fun, would you rather submit them? We'd love to hear them, that would and be cool. we probably won't read them, and like we'll plan not to read them so that Michelle can accumulate them and then um, let us know next week.
1: Or if you submit enough. Because Would You rather this is so much fun for us on vacation.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, guys, if you want to do some. Because <laughs> that's rather, why we're in New York right now. I know, but we're kind of, like, kind of like doing it on camera so other people can join in. It's so oh, selfish. Right. Always wants it for him. I know. All right, so Would You Rather, guys, drop in the comments as well as we answer. want to hear from you guys as well. Would you rather be in love with an android wow. <laughs> fully capable of human emotion... Or be in love with a person incapable of feeling or empathy. Wow, that's so easy that's, for me. Oh.
1: So, but I want to hear yours first.
0: Ooh, I don't know. Uh, uh, well, I, I'd say a human incapable of feeling or empathy because I'd hope that I could work with them enough over a long enough timeline. But to be in love with an android, that's just weird. I just that's can't do so it. Interesting. I can't do it.
1: So easy for me. Absolutely an android. 100%. Like, that's not... Humans are androids made of biological material. That's it. We're running algorithms. Period. And we do our best to, like, change these algorithms over time. But, like, dude, I'm telling you, AI, we are just really advanced AI that uses biology instead of, like, um, machinery. That's it period. Uh, guys,
0: drop it in. What do you think? I am so curious if it's I, I know I say this every week, but if it's the difference between guys or girls like I would want a human and then feel like over time we can work together. And so interesting. Wow, that's so uninteresting to me. Movies and, really. 100%. What thing that I love about our relationship though? Is that is we've, that
1: you're made of biological is material?
0: That is that we've evolved? <laughs> yes.
1: What is it that makes you think an android can evolve? They're fully capable of human emotion.
0: But can I just like unplug you and take out your microchip?
1: Sure, but That's you could also shoot me in the head, and I would cease to like function. At least an android, you could plug back in. It's
0: getting weird. It's a great this is an obsession of
1: mine, by the way. So uh, brace yourself for some of the content. Uh, all right, Daniel,
0: you just said um, android. Of course, it's the only can't real answer. Can't make babies, right? Yeah. Exactly. Who cares? I don't want to have sex with an android.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Can't can't make babies you're or? That you love. Yeah, yeah, yeah hundred percent but who said that they don't have the working um, items that weird. they would need That's weird. wow the emotions all that matters in fact have you ever cut me open to make sure I'm not an Android <laughs> am I right like you're you're banking Why a lot of you your,
0: bleed for you, me. you are
1: banking a lot of your life on the fact that I'm not secretly an Android <laughs> so and which by the way if you turn out to be an Android I'm completely fine with that zip. <laughs> So some people are so shallow, oh like God. biology. She would rather be with someone who is biologically a human. That, but well, I'm like I value, totally no emotion. I
0: value.
1: I you value biology over like connection and emotion. That's hilarious. But what's funny is I actually do understand the assumptions that you've made, and I'm sort of joking over the top of them. But the assumption you're making is that the android can't change and the human can. not yeah. If that were true, then it's still a horrible situation, and I would right. still choose android. But. I think the androids can change. They Aww. do dream of electric sheep. That's that's my answer. Really? And anybody that gets that reference is my hero. And I'm gonna guess my wife does not.
0: No. All right. Next, would you rather yeah. answer with us, guys? Would you rather your lover murder you or your lover cheat? Wow, this got you?
1: dark fast. If if that is not universally answered, there's madness in yeah. the
0: Yeah, I'm gonna change that to
1: well hold on show shady old lady the respect alright shady old what's lady. your answer there me? is a right answer here by Murdered the way me
0: or love to cheat on me and cheat on me I don't want to die obviously
1: like but it scares me to think some people would say oh I'd rather be dead because I don't want to go through that emotional pain that's madness literally so, madness
0: but I was going to change it to physically abuse you or cheat on you and the reason- or kill you no, oh, no, 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 Oh, abuse not, or cheat. Exactly. I see. Um, okay, that's actually I Because actually I pre, um, pre-wrote a post for today. I haven't finished actually my, my thing because it takes me like an hour to write my post for Instagram. Um, but it actually was like, I have two rules that no matter what, no matter what happens in my life, no matter... Um, how much I love you, no matter how long we've been together. I've got two rules, and I'm a bit of a rule breaker, generally in life, like, I kind of take things with a pinch of salt, but there's two rules I will never break, and I would never um, relinquish, and that would be for you to hit me, or for you to cheat on me. And I said that, guys, from like, pretty much day one. I mean, if I didn't say it on our first day, I think I said it on our second day. Um, because those two, for me, is just, me personally, you, that's those are two things that I'd never be able to trust you again and to me trust is everything
1: the irony being that your grandmother told you that I may sometimes have to slap you
0: yeah so literally my grandmother just before we got married actually said um now obviously if you're if you misbehave and he has to hit you I mean my grandmother said this to me um but that's just the world she comes from so I I
1: I always found that funny though I thought yeah yeah like This woman has made it abundantly clear that that's never going to happen. Not that I'm drawn to that in any way, shape, or form. But but
0: if I had to stay with you... Just live in another Oh, so now we're adding another... Yeah, I'm going to add another dynamic to it. Oh, wow. So if I had to stay with you Mm -hmm. and you were cheating on me or abusing me, which one would I choose? In fact, you answer.
1: Well, so I I don't have anxiety over you becoming abusive because I could stop it immediately. So, but... If I had to stay with you, that's, that's like, Jesus. Like if you were lashing out like that all the time, that means you're a certain type of person who's always angry and all that. Where, now, are you continually cheating on me or continually trying to beat me? Because that also gets complicated. Yeah. So if it's a one-off, I would rather you try to hit me once and then we like really figure that shit out. Um, if it's a continual... Just because of STDs, I'm going to say that I would rather that you try to hit on me. At least then it's like, I know that we've got an anger management problem. I don't know. It feels like I could confine that more. They're both horrific. The
0: reason why I really like these questions, though, is because it really does make you dig deep into, like, analyzing what it is about that so that it makes you, makes you feel a certain mm. way, right? Because as you're talking, I was thinking, okay, what is it about you cheating on me that would be... So difficult, I could never forgive you. And what would it be if you were to physically abuse me that I wouldn't be able to forgive you? And so it's actually really interesting. I think I would rather you cheat on me um, because I think I could then disconnect emotionally from the the way I feel about you. If you were to physically abuse me, I think it would be an immediate feeling of You don't care for me as a human being in any aspect. Like I think also it's
1: dangerous. Like being cheated on is emotionally horrifying. But it's
0: almost like one step removed because I'm not there. Whereas if you're doing something actively to me, you're looking in my eyes and you're saying, "I don't give a shit that this is gonna hurt." Mm -hmm. Like there's something to that that is so malicious that I, I don't, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with that. So now, wow, we got really
1: deep. That uh, went, went dark, shady. That went dark, shady. shady, shady yeah, lady. really good.
0: All right, last one. Hopefully, this is a little more uplifting. All right,
1: and we're gonna wrap um, after this. This is
0: this is the last. Would you rather? Yet.
1: Okay. Would but you, how? Uh, till what time are we going?
0: Um, we'll answer one more question after this. So, guys, okay. if you have any more questions, throw it in. Um, and this will be our last. Would you rather? Would you rather have trust issues or have a partner with trust issues? Ooh, alarm.
1: Yeah, I forgot. I didn't even think to check. That It's terrible.
0: Um, so basically, would you rather have me have trust issues and me not trust you, or would you rather you not trust me?
1: Ooh. Um, well, so just to keep it easy, I would rather you have trust, trust issues in me because I know that at the end of the day, I can control my behavior entirely, and it just wouldn't mm. be an issue. So I don't do things that violate your trust. I never have, not in 17 years, so it's like, meh. I, I don't struggle with that. My behavior is well within my control, so. yeah. I'd be like, I don't know why you're acting like this, because in fact, part of it, it wouldn't be fun in an ongoing relationship, but secretly, I've always hoped like, for just one flash of a second, you got really paranoid, and like went through my phone, because you'd find nothing. You know what I mean? Like, And I love that, I love being above suspicion. And one thing that I, I've always believed is, don't do shit that will end you up in prison. So that I never have to worry like, if I'm ever going to go to prison. And I don't know why I got paranoid about that. But like that really freaks me out. Having my freedom stripped away scares me. Like that's one of those like oh. So when I think about somebody who has. Th- this is why I'm so obsessed with Nelson Mandela and the long walk to freedom. I'm not sure. If somebody said hey trade 29 years of your life. And, and but it will, it will impact millions of people positively.
0: Ooh, Oof. Would you? I don't
1: think so man.
0: That's so I don't written. think so.
1: Like that's fucking brutal. In fact, what would you
0: guys do?
1: That's brutal. I'm just I'm not that tough. I'm not Nelson Mandela. I'm going to keep it really real with you. And I don't think anybody gets to claim to be until you've done it.
0: Yeah.
1: And oof, that would be
0: tough. I'd rather have the trust issues, then you have the trust issues. Like you said, it's in my control. And No, no, no. You just answered the opposite. Oh, what did you say? You said
1: you'd rather have trust issues. I'm saying I'd rather you not trust me than me not trust you.
0: Oh, interesting. No, I think I'd rather the other way around. You'd
1: rather not trust me. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Because it's kind of, and this, hopefully you see the link here. It's like, so I've had a lot of health issues. I would rather be going through the health issues myself than you go through it. Because that feeling for me of feeling helpless, where it's like, I can try and show you, like, hey, here's my phone, trust me, I love you, trust me. Like, I can try and do everything I possibly can. But in that, like, at some point, you're going to have to do the work yourself, right? You're going to have to go through, how do I get over this? And unless you're willing to, I can't help you. So I like to be a little in the control you know, uh, um, have the control. So, at least if I don't trust you, I can work through, okay, why don't I trust you? What is it about my past that makes me not trust you? What is it that you're doing that I can talk to you about that makes me not trust you? Because then I can actually be a part of the solution and feel like that's in my control. Same with what I was saying about me being sick is that if I'm having to go through being sick and being ill and having all these problems, I can work through how do I get better and not let this affect like today? How do I make sure it doesn't affect our vacation? I don't always succeed. Sometimes I'm a bit bad and I do feel sorry for myself. But at least I can then go, okay, get out of this loop, Lisa. You can do it. And I find empowerment in that. I find empowerment in being able to look at myself and tell myself, you can change this. But if it's you being sick, I feel helpless again. I don't like that feeling of being helpless. And so if I was helping I'd be like, babe, what do you need? Like, I actually think that's a worse situation. So even now with our dynamic, with me being sick, I feel worse for you because you are literally beholden to how I'm feeling, what emotions I'm going through, how I'm acting. And I think that's worse. So, yeah, because I'm a bit of a control freak anyway, I think I would say I'd rather have the problems. Um, of not trusting so that I can work through it myself and then come out the other end like when you come out the other end and Feeling good about yourself that you've really gotten over something like I actually feel good about myself I look back and go wow. I went from here where I didn't trust you to working with you to now finally trusting you and having this amazing Relationship. I feel good about myself So that's going to identity and self-esteem. These are things that I do to mold my identity and my self-esteem is not just feeling bad for myself and looking at the all bad right. things, saying I'm going to fix it. Word. Word. All right. Um, all right. Last question, guys. And um, this is from Mia Lavoie. Boy? Sure.
1: Me Obviously, Lavoie. you
0: both are in a monogamous marriage, but do you have any thoughts on open relationships, polygamy, polyamory, poly- polyamory etc.? Do you know anyone who are in one, and what positives and negatives you do do you see about the topics?
1: Woo, that's a big question. Um, So yes, we actually do know people that have at least experimented with that. Um, Polyamory to me, and I'd be very interested, so let's differentiate. So open relationship, um, I'll define as you have sex with other people, and polyamory is you're trying to be in a relationship with other people. So if we're going with that definition, I don't see how polyamory works, like I just, I don't see it. I don't know how, because, so now I guess let me define what I think, the very purpose of a relationship for me, this is me, I don't think this is objectively true or anything, but for me the very purpose of a relationship is to know that you're somebody's number one. Mm. So you can't be somebody's number one if there's other people in the relationship, so uh, that just seems really tough. Um, we've seen people have an open relationship and they seem to be enjoying it and being very successful with that. And so that I've at least seen examples in the real world of how that can work. I don't know anybody who's truly polyamorous, but we did watch that show. Well, that Was show, it what, called polyamory?
0: Uh, I don't remember. That doesn't it's sound It's HBO right. show.
1: Yeah, but there was a show about yeah. a, a family that was like, one, two, three, four, was it four? Four, Four yeah. Five? Anyway, so it was like, I think it was two couples that lived together in a single relationship, but then they also had other partners. Um, so it got pretty complicated pretty fast. Um, and that just seemed impossibly stressful for me. So
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a big thing of why, um, one of the reasons why we said we weren't going to have kids is because I, I want to be your number one and you want to be like my number Yeah, and you want to be my number one. And it's like, okay, well, if we live the life we do and we had one, two, three children, where do we rank in each other's priorities of, um, yeah, like numbers, right? Like you go from being my number one to rightly so, my children become my number one mm. because I need to protect them and I think nature takes care of that. But then you were very honest about how you felt kind of going down that list. And then for me, it was, well, if we had kids, you're so ambitious. You said you would never give that up. So being so ambitious, I want you to be a really good father. You want to be a great father if we had kids. So that would mean the little time you do have would now be, okay, you get back from work or I guess you would stop work. You would then be with the children. And then my, where I lie on your level of priority would drop rightly so but we had that honest conversation
1: about what we about
0: want, what which we want is not necessarily right. universal right. but but what we want and very honest about I don't want that you don't want that and that's really um, yeah so in regards to like being number one that's exactly how I feel mm. it's like I don't see how that could work but like I come from the position of like I hold no judgment to anybody so if there's polyamorous polyamorous sorry. yeah A polyamorous and it's relationship for them, and it's working for go them for go it. for it I don't care like it has no effect on me and I really do feel stronger when people um, judge other people for the choices they make in their life um, I'm not sure why people do that it's like if that works for you and you guys are happy in your marriage it's bloody brilliant marriage is very difficult so um you know you have to work at it and you have to find what works for you so even the advice we give um it may not work for you guys and we're very aware of that so we always come from the perspective of we don't preach we literally say what we have experienced and what we have gone through and what makes what works for us word so
1: all right That was our last question. That was our last question. Guys, thank you so much for joining us live in New York. This has been a lot of fun and um, yeah, keep an eye, by the way, on our Instagram stories, which I'm sure we will be storing the hell out of everything that we're doing here. Forgive us for being like little children. Uh, We are total psychos for Christmas and we're just embarrassingly uh, over the top, so uh, forgive it, but we have a lot of fun. All right, guys. And then
0: just to let other people know, sorry, so we're not on YouTube anymore. We're just doing this exclusively for Facebook. So, if you know anyone that is watching us on YouTube, send them over to Facebook. And then also, our days and times I know are kind of getting a little weird. Um, It's just scheduling is very difficult. So, we always try and make sure that we get our lives in. Um, So, I guess, follow your. It's only
1: weird though if we travel, right?
0: no so like part. next week we've got four episodes we're filming so we're yeah, well, we might fault
1: is that
0: it's all yours Billy all yours so we may be doing relationship theory on Wednesday anyway so um one thing you can do is actually turn on your notifications and um, so that when we do go live you guys get a notification that we're live um, and then also we do post um, on the calendar to let people know when we're on we're scheduled Word.
1: All right, guys, thank you again for joining us. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care. Good night.